how am I creating this, right? Instead of asking, why is this happening to me? It keeps happening to me. How am I keep creating this? What is this for? Welcome to the Raw and Real podcast. Are you dreaming of changing your life through opening a business? Or are you curious what obstacles entrepreneurs had to overcome on their journey? Then you're in the right place. My name is Agnes Billig and I'm your host. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It would really mean a lot to me if you would join my Facebook group, Raw and Real Talks, that I can get to know you better and interact more with you on a personal level. So I hope to see you there. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Raw and Real. Today's guest on the show is Lilia Navarrete. Lilia is a transformational business coach who helps coaches, consultants, and service-based entrepreneurs to find their blind spots and get to their next level of revenue. She does this by changing negative subconscious beliefs and creating a business strategy that focuses on high-end offers. Great having you here with me, Lilia. Thank you, Agnes. Really good to be here as well. So in my research, I came across the fact that you immigrated to the U.S. when you were 18. So uh, can you tell us maybe a little bit how your career started out and how you ended up being a business coach? Uh, wow, that's a 12-year 12, 12 long journey. Um, yeah, so I migrated when I was 18 um, and we'll probably skip five years of it <laughs> from 18 to 23. But basically, long story short, um, I went to college here. I graduated um, in international studies in Spanish. So uh, that was the, uh, the education. And then I got into corporate America. I was working as a foreign exchange trader, uh, trading currencies for clients. So I was in, in almost international finances, if you will. And two and a half years in corporate America, I realized that I did not like it. I hated it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I it was just, I couldn't live with an idea that I only had 10 days of vacation a year for like the next five years until I, you know, until I've been with a company for some time. And I really love traveling. My family obviously still uh, lives abroad. My husband's family lives abroad. So 10 days just wouldn't like, weren't getting me anywhere. And I, at some point, started asking myself a question of, okay, what it is that I'm meant to do? This obviously is something that I don't like doing because I'm not enjoying it. You know, the, the usual things when people start looking for different jobs, maybe different companies, but half a year probably in my search, I realized that even if I were to change for a better company, maybe with better salary and maybe with 15 days of vacation a year, that still wouldn't cut it. So I was, I think that because I was asking myself this question so often, it was on my mind for a year, right? And because I started taking different courses, this was, it was um, the beginning of 2016. And it was the year when I got into self-development for the first time in my life. So I started taking time management courses, relationship, you know, online course, this kind of online course. And the reason being is because um, I feel like when everything, well, not I feel like what I teach my, my folks is when uh, you have one problem in area of your life, you, if you really look and pay attention, you realize that all areas become to struggle. They begin to struggle. So by the end of 2016, almost I found myself by the middle, I found myself, you know, um, in a rocky relationship. My health was really deteriorating. I hated my job. I was really unhappy. So everything was really crumbling down. And why do you think that affects all the areas? If there's one problem in one, why it spills over? When we have 
core identity beliefs and core identity beliefs just mean identities about ourselves. So what do we subconsciously on a very deep level believe about ourselves, right? So am I worthy of ease, of joy? Do I deserve a great job with a great income and freedom, right? Am I enough? Am I good enough? Am I experienced enough? Uh, you know, well, do I belong uh, to this, you know, circle of successful entrepreneurs. So all of these are identity beliefs. And so what I teach my clients um, and what we see very often when we work together is that when you have an identity core belief, so let's say, you know, I'm not worthy of ease and joy, right? Then it will uh, reflect in every single area of your life. And so the area that really uh, caught my attention that was screaming for my attention was um, work, right? It was work. I was struggling at work. I didn't like it. You know, I don't think I was getting paid really well either. And at some point we started, uh, taking laptops home for weekends and there was always something going on on, you know, in the international arena that we had to look for great, you know, rates and whatnot. Um, so slowly it was getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And so when we have the size to beliefs, I'm not worthy of ease and joy, for example, right? I'm giving just this example it will show up in every single area of your life. So you act in your health and body as in not worthy of ease and joy. What does that mean? That means that you'll probably, my pattern was, you know, going from a very sick person and person who wasn't eating well or not exercising all the way to the other side of exercising six days a week, you know, being on a super diet all the time, not eating a sick but it's really just a reflection of not worthy of ease and joy, right? Same thing will happen in your relationship, right? If your relationship is rocking one way or another, you will somehow behave and act and feel that will correlate with that belief. So for me, everything was just falling apart, right? So everything was calling for my attention. And long story short, in 2016, uh, somewhere close to summer, it was one of those light bulb moments. And that's why I really believe in, you know, in, in perfect alignment and that sometimes things take time and you don't necessarily, you yourself will not just by doing something, find an answer. So how it happened for me is because I was doing all of this diets and personal training and, and all of these other things, I started um, thinking about, well, should I become maybe a nutritionist or maybe a personal trainer? But because I was in all this uh, self-development courses, the question that I asked myself was, okay, am I like personal trainer? Let's, let's, let's take this, right? Will I want to do this for seven days a week, like every single day? And the answer was no, <laughs> I don't. So I was like, okay, maybe not the right path, right? I'm enjoying it now. Like I'm enjoying all this healthy new living and stuff. And then I was like, okay, nutritionist, right? Or, or dietitian maybe, because I was really into food and all these different diets. And then I was like, not really, because I don't feel like I want to go into college again with a completely different degree. Like I didn't feel like I want to spend another four years before I could do the thing that I wanted to do. And so what happened was uh, I was one day was scrolling through my ex-coworker LinkedIn profile and she opened up a Pilates studio in Florida. And I think because she quit the job and she did something on, uh, you know, of her own, but particularly at that moment, I was like, let me take a look at her profile. Like what kind of a studio she has. And so I opened her profile, opened up her website and on the website about her, she says, I'm a health coach. And I was like, a health coach? What's a health coach? I've never heard of it before. I swear to God. I was like, what is a health coach? And so she said that she went to this and that school. 
And I literally opened up the school's website, the power of marketing. They were like, do you feel this way? Do you like doing this for people? Are you feeling? And I was like, oh my God, yes, 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 yes. Chuck mark everywhere. And that's it. And from that moment, it was literally like, ta-da. Like I opened that website and I was like, that is exactly what I'm looking for. It's not a dietitian. It's not a personal trainer. You're still teaching people how to get healthy, but like, it's amazing. And so I called up the school the same very day. And that's the school. So wrapping up your, your original question, that's the school where I got my health coaching certificate. Then I went into life coaching and then they were teaching the subconscious work that we're teaching. They have a method that's called TCM transformational coaching method. So they were teaching all the subconscious work. And once you find out that, you know, health or life or relationship or business or money doesn't matter because it all stems down to our subconscious beliefs and our subconscious mind. I wanted to, uh, to get their master uh, certifications and got certified in uh, what I do now. So that's the story. And uh, what were your subconscious beliefs that were really ingrained that you had to change in order to be more aligned with life, what you want and be more successful? Yeah. So I'll give you a couple of examples. And uh, before, before I go into the examples, I think one thing that I would love to communicate as well to your listeners is that when we talk about core identity beliefs, the thing about them is not, you can't just say, Hey, I'm not worthy of, of ease and joy and, you know, go along and be fine. The thing about it is that we have to take a look at all of the behaviors that support that belief, right? And so there, there might be a few, there might be a lot of them. And so the reason is not like, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't think about like, if you're listening, don't think about it as a magic pill either, right? It's a process of layering. So we got to take off the layers. And sometimes when we grow and develop uh, on our next challenge, those beliefs will show up again. It's like an old story that will show up again. And I think the, the really beautiful place is to recognize them, to be able to recognize them and then to be able to process them and, and, and go through, you know, the, the process of like, ah, oh, that's what it is. You know, it's, it's not me again, right? It's not like, uh, you know, it's not I'm that I'm worthy. It's not that things don't work out for me. It's just this story again. And the journey, I think, of beliefs, because what we were taught, and what I also tell my clients is that they're cyclical. So if you think about going up the mountains, right? If our life is going up the mountains to success. So imagine that you over, overcame this belief here and then you go, you know, upward to the next level. And then here it is again, disguised in a different way. So when we're looking for ease and joy and abundance and peace of mind, when we're in the entrepreneurship journey, the peace and joy and ease will come in faster when we stop resisting and when we start realizing that these are just the stories, sometimes they'll repeat themselves. Sometimes they'll go up again so that you can truly see it and truly heal it and move on. Okay. So that's the first that I really wanted to communicate. Um, in regards to my own beliefs, so the example that I gave you, I'm not worthy of ease and joy. That's something that have, has been showing up for me quite often on a different level. And every single time, it's really curious to see how stepping back, stepping back, stepping back, what behaviors that you would never think that this behavior would be like, oh, I'm unworthy of ease and joy. You think about something else, but actually the way that it shows up can be so disguised that without doing the step back, you, you won't recognize. What were the behaviors for you, how it showed up? For me, like the many behaviors that you can catch as well. So for me, it was not, um, I'm very trusting in the world. I'm a very trusting person. And I love that belief. I love, I love that about, you know, that I trust the world, I trust people. 
But what was ending up is that I would say, oh, I, tr- you know, I have this trust and that's amazing. And I'll just trust them that they do that. And instead of checking upon people within the first two, you know, week two or three with numbers, with proper, proper data, I would just, you know, ask them, well, how things are going? Like, I thought that this was the way that you'll check on people. Um, and I ended up hiring um, uh, contractors that weren't delivering at all for quite some time. And then finally, you know, almost two months later, when I got into the data and I sat down and I went through it and I was like, well, no wonder, you know, they're not performing, they're not doing their job. So that is when I sat down, and I did my own work and I was like, okay, that's what's showing up for me again so that I can heal, right? So that I can find someone, um, first and foremost, I wouldn't, you know, do this kind of things anymore. So the behaviors of not getting into the data in the first couple of weeks, that's something that I know supports the negative belief. So I will choose to do something opposite now, right? I'll choose to um, really monitor for the first couple of weeks uh, of the work, look at the numbers, ask for the reports on a daily basis, right? What's the normal reaction of an everyday entrepreneur usually is we get to those who struggle, right? Those who struggle with beliefs, we get to blame ourselves, right? Why is it happening to me? Why am I, you know, why am I hiring people who don't attract? This isn't working out for me. You know, it's never going to work out. So we're getting into the story, right? Yeah. Instead of finding what is it within me, if I am a sovereign creator of my own experiences, and this is what I, it's a paradigm that I always teach my clients in the very beginning of our work together. And that is you are the creator of your own experience. Whatever is happening outside, you created it. You attracted it. You vibrated it. It's your match to show you something. It's always a good thing. It's either a lesson. It's either, again, for something to heal, to show you, or it's a great result that you enjoy, right? So either or, but you are always the creator. So when I was experiencing this this employee thing, it was like, well, okay, if I'm sovereign creator, how am I creating this, right? Instead of asking, why is this happening to me and keeps happening to me? How am I keep creating this? What is this for? And, you know, and how can I accept this and see and then change? Because what we do, I think what's very often in self-development and mindset is we go, okay, from now on, I'll be looking for contracts and I'll be monitoring everybody, right? But what were you creating for yourself? Let's say with the same example of worthy of ease and joy, are you creating more ease? No. Are you creating more joy? No, because now you're up in their business all the time. Now it's like you have an employee, but you're still doing the job. Why? Because you didn't take the time or you didn't have the support necessary to see how you could, what's the story there? So that's called spiritual bypassing. What we're doing is that we're not going deep enough to see why it's happening, right? So instead of... um, resolving a problem, something that my Kundalini yoga teacher, she says, I I find it absolutely amazing. She says, instead of resolve a problem, dissolve a problem. Uh (laughs) If you resolve the problem, it'll just show up. And that's why the patterns, they'll just keep happening and happening and happening and happening. Uh, It's in your face until you go, fine, I'm going to listen. You know, what, what, how am I creating this? So dissolving the problem, finding out, how this unworthy of joy and ease happens. Where did it show up for me? How is this story relating? And then go in and fixing that. Do you have maybe an exercise how we can somehow identify it? Because in general, I think it's not such an easy thing to do for a listener who hears it and who can totally relate because a lot of stuff is going wrong and he wants to like 
change it personally? Sometimes it can be really challenging. And that's why I always speak and talk about finding the right support, which in whichever way, because it can be really challenging because your mind has protection mechanisms in place to confuse you. But if you were to do it on your own, the things that the access that I use with my high level clients all the time is we'll find out the experience that they no longer want to experience. So say that, let's take this example. I keep hiring people who don't deliver for me. I keep wasting my money. So that's an experience that you no longer want to have. I no longer want to hire people who don't deliver. Let's say it's that. That's how it sounds. Um, another way that you can think about it is what's your main complaint? What is your main biggest complaint, right? And then underneath that, I always ask my folks, folks to write down. So what's my main complaint, right? How In one sentence, just be really short. Um, and then uh, write down for yourself when you are experiencing this complaint. And that's really important. What I'm trying to, so what I'm trying to teach or say is that we need to step out of our own experience. And in order to do that, think about this. When I am experiencing hiring people and they and them not delivering, so I'm sitting right within this moment when something happens and I'm once again faced with this non-delivery of employees or contractors, right? What, what am I thinking? What are my thoughts, right? And so tune into this particular moment. What are you thinking when you're experiencing this result, right? I would think things like, why again? This is not fair, right? How's this happening to me again? Like, why are they not doing their job? And like, all of these things, like it's normal, no judgment. The most important thing is no judgment, just curiosity. What am I thinking in this moment? And within the moment, we usually think something negative, right? And the same thing, what are you feeling within the moment? So is it anger, sadness, anxiety, uh, fear, right? Like what, what, what are the feelings? Really important. And then ask yourself, okay, and so what do I do? What kind of actions do I take? And what kind of actions do I not take within this moment? Again, right? What would you do when you're experiencing that? Would you, you know, go to the fridge and start eating or drinking something, right? Because you're so frustrated. Uh, would you start complaining, right? Would you start writing to your, something that I do as well and catch myself doing like, I'll start texting my coaches and be like, why is this happening? Like, right. And then I'd be like, okay, I need to just, I need to calm down. Right. Would you email those employees right away and yell and scream at them? Right. Without even going back into like, would you get triggered, right? Tr triggered. And right away, like, what's your response there? When the trigger is happening, what's your response? How are you reacting right away? What do you do? Would you just be like, screw all of this. Let me scroll through social media. Right. So what are the actions and what do you not do? You're probably not sitting down and asking yourself, hmm, if this is for me and the life is happening through me, what's this for? Are you probably not doing that? Right? You're probably not walking maybe or just stretching a little bit so your body can just calm down a little bit, right? You're probably not journaling it out of just like, okay, let me just calm down and let me see how, you know, how I'm feeling and expressing all that. You're probably not doing all of that, right? We're doing something different. So you want to make sure that you understand what you're doing, what you're not doing. And then, so read back for yourself. This is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm acting. And then ask yourself this question from this side. If there's a person who was doing, experiencing this, feeling this, thinking this, acting like this, what do they have to believe about themselves in order to experience all of the, of the things that we just talked about? What do they have to believe about themselves? 
And the reason why I ask is from a third person perspective is because it's easier for us to what I call dissociate. So step out, be an outsider and see someone else yeah. who's experiencing all of that. Yeah. And then ask, well, what does that person, right? Because it's easier when we see someone else. Totally. So it's what, so much easier to give someone else advice, right? Than to exactly. actually execute it yourself. Exactly. So what does this person believe about themselves to experience all of this picture that we just described? And so here, I'm going to say this one more time for you listeners, make sure that you're not asking yourself a question of what do they have to believe to get out of this place, right? Oh, I, oh, she must believe that, you know, she is capable and she's worthy. And I'm like, yeah, great. But does she believe that she's capable and worthy if she's experiencing all of that? No. So what must she believe in order to experience this, right? And this is when you start recognizing, oh, that, you know, that I must not be good enough or that I don't deserve or... That's when you start really digging into those, those subconscious beliefs. So these are surface-based beliefs. And even, and even those might not be in your conscious mind. You might not be thinking about that. And then we go layers and layers and layers and layers down of asking, okay, in order to experience this beliefs as an experience, what do you have to believe about the world? What do you have to believe about people? And then again, we'll go into the next layer and, and to experience that answer what do you have to believe about the world? And what do you have to believe about people? And to experience that answer, what do you have to believe about yourself? And, and with these things, we really go down to find out what's the core, like the seed, right? the core of all core, what's the, the, the primary core negative identity belief, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, and how do we change it then when we have the core one to yeah. improve it? So when we have the core one, you'd want to... Um, so I would always suggest to work with someone here because it can be really painful. Um, it doesn't have to be, but it can be, it can be tough and, and, and um, unsettling. And then we'll go to that time where it originated and it always originates in somewhere between zero months. So when you're in your mother's womb, all the way up until you're about five, maybe seven years old. This is where after, after seven years old, so around seven, eight, our cortex brain, our conscious mind gets developed and we start thinking like normal people. Up until then, it's all subconscious, folks. So everything that your primary caregivers, your kindergarten teachers, your mother, your father, all the way you were raised in the country and the culture, it was, it was just like a, you know, like, a, like a record and everything was just recorded for you. And then at seven years old, it all got sealed and then you went into the world. So we all have negative stuff. So we'll go into that moment. We'll find out where it happened and there are tools and techniques to use. So the thing with the story when it originated, when that belief originated, is not the story itself. So basically, something happened to you at that age. Let's say that you were three or something like this. Something happened. Uh, an event happened. And the thing is, it's not about what happened. So we're so sometimes attached to the story of what happened to us. It's not about what happened. It's about what was the meaning that you made about what happened. Okay, really important. So it's not in right now in your business as well. It's not about what's happening. It is, it's almost irrelevant. What's happening is for you to show you what are the meanings that you're making about what's happening. That's what it is. To give you, we'll come back in a second to the child. To give you an example, right? Very often women will go into, say, you know, I need to take care of my body as an entrepreneur. I need to make sure that I have routines. I need to have that and take care of my body, but I haven't been able to. 
So I'm just, I'm not taking care of my body. I'm not going on walks. I'm not doing exercises. I am, but not that much. And so the meaning that we're making about is, is that I am, you know, I'm lazy. I'm not as successful. I'll never be as successful as other people, you know? So we get into this comparison mode and whatnot, right? It's just the meaning that you're making about why you're not exercising. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not, not, not the, so, and the answer yeah. is not to go and exercise more. The answer is find out why you're making that meaning. What's making you make that meaning? Because you can put 10 women in one room having the same experience. They'll have different meanings about this experience. Absolutely different meanings. And that all is based on what did we experience when we were really little? So an example that got stuck with me that one of my mentors uh, gave us so that you can see how it works is let's say that you were two or three years old. And for a two or three-year-old, mom is everything, right? It's the world. And so imagine that there's a scene where uh, the two-year-old, like you as a two-year-old sitting on a carpet, you know, playing with your own toys and mom's coming and she's smiling and she's about to hug you and you just burst with joy and love. And then the phone rings and mom turns around and walks away, picks up the phone. So the two-year-old at that stage, her world is shattered, right? So mom was coming about to pick me up. She's about to, you know, I was about to experience love and belonging and safety and everything. And then she turned away. And so the meaning that a two-year-old might make at that moment is something is wrong with me. I'm not worthy of love, right? I must have done something bad for her to walk away. I'm bad. Mm-hmm. And so what is a belief? A belief is in a powerful experience, the meaning that we make about uh, uh, an event. And then it stucks with that alongside with the feelings at that moment. And it just becomes a thought and repeat, 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 repeat. And then it becomes a program in your own mind. So you run subconsciously a program. I'm not worthy of love, right? You have no idea it exists. You don't remember what happened when you were two. You definitely don't remember, you know, this, this thing what happened with your mom not picking up the phone. But you're running a program now, I'm not worthy of love. And how would that show up in your business if you're not worthy of love, right? You might get clients who are needy, um, right? Or you might be super successful because you, you, you want to be a super achiever, right? When you do, 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 super achiever, burnout, kind of like, you know, always trying to get a success. Why? Because you're trying to prove that I'm worthy of love mm-hmm. externally, right? So that's a very common pattern of, I'm going to overgive, overdo everything for everybody else, you know, without having time for myself, without, you know, no, forget about ease and joy and abundance. It's all about do, 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 overachieve, overachieve, overachieve. So essentially it's just a, um, a coping mechanism of, I, I want to prove that I'm lovable. Mm-hmm. And how can we then start loving ourselves or changing that? Yeah. So going back to that, um, to that little age. So the, the way that subconscious work works is that we'll go into the memory of a two-year-old sitting on the carpet and we'll integrate with a two-year-old. We'll get within her body and we'll have her experience. And so the key here is that the change work needs to happen at the two-year-old level for the 30, 40-year-old to, uh, you know, to have the outcome, a different, to, do, to have a different outcome. So we'll then do a change work from the perspective of a two-year-old to show her somehow for her to experience that, oh, that is just a perception. It is actually something different actually happened. And so we'll do the change work within her where she will feel different. She will feel the reframe. She will feel um, like, 
you know, will fill her up literally with love and safety and all the rest of things. And so that she can have this tweak of saying, oh yeah, my mom just went to pick up the phone. Of course she loves me. Of course I'm lovable. Of course everything is great. And then we'll, so one of the, one of the tools, for example, what I'll do is we'll grow that two-year-old all the way up until the age that you hear now. And quite often I get asked, well, how does that work? What do you need to do? There isn't much that you need to do because when we're changing the being, we're changing how you were, we're changing how you felt and we're changing the perceptive. Once you change the perceptive, the story, you don't need to do much. You can do exactly the same things. The results will be different. And that's the magic of this work is that then you'll grow her older and my clients will, you know, they'll experience things of like, you just, you, it's like a shift within your body. You feel really different about all the things that you do. And then you'll go and you say, oh my God, like going back to the exercise, for example, right? Oh my God, of course it's, you know, of course I want to go exercise. I, I want to eat the, you know, this healthy food. I yeah. want to, you know, it's so pleasurable. Why? Because then now you're running a belief, right? A, a program, I'm worthy of love. And so you start doing these things because you have a, perce- a different perception where who you're being when you're doing these things is very different. What you're vibrating when you do these things is very different because in the first scenario, you were doing it from lack. You were trying to do this because, you know, I'm not worthy of, of love. So I'm going to go and try to prove and do all these things, right? What kind of energy is it? What do you vibrate? Negative stuff because the pattern is still there. Now on the flip side, you do exactly the same thing, but how you are, how you be and who you be and what your energy is very, very different. And that's why they experience such amazing fast results is because you are literally a different person. Uh, What you're also doing is you're helping people to change their prices. So I'm I'm also... Yeah, so I'm very curious if you could maybe give us a little bit overview of how that works. Yes, I love this job. So one of my biggest, I love subconscious work in general, but one of my biggest passions is use the subconscious work to help, especially women, double, triple, quadruple their prices, right? I love that. I think that in the service-based industry, women are massively undercharging, massively undercharging. So I am always all for it. Like, you must change your price, right? Because what you do is change a person's life. And so I just already know, I take it as is 100% that your prices are just a result of your beliefs. Again, if we're not worthy of love, of ease and abundance, we'll probably be charging little or not as much as we could, you know, so that we can create the struggle and the sacrifice and all the rest of the things. So when people come into me with, with their pricing, and usually the scenario looks like I have lots of sales calls, you know, my schedule is full of sales calls, but people are saying no to me, or I just, nobody's buying, or, you know, if it's buying, it just feels so hard. Or if they're buying, then I just keep attracting like people who are super needy. And then just like, I just don't want to work with them. It's so horrible, right? It's either or scenario. I love this thing because all I have to ask is, is to sit down and like, well, let's dig, dig into how are you creating this? What's running on the background for you? And I've seen enough of fantastic transformations already knowing how it worked, right? I myself once walked out from this kind of experience charging $10,000 and then quadrupling it, walking out. And I was like, well, my price is 40,000 now and that's it. And you know, that's just what it is. That was a year ago for my year long program. Like that's what it is. And I signed two clients in the next two days. Like, how do you explain this? You just can't, right? I, besides just looking at the, what I just told you about how it works. 
So, so you I, just had exactly the same thing, and then from one day to the other. To the other, from no, it was the same day from morning to the afternoon. It was like I'm charging forty thousand. And you didn't change one single I didn't thing. A single thing. A single thing. And that is all about like claiming your own worthiness. And the normal reality for people is, well, how did you do that? What did you do? Nothing besides this work. There isn't anything that I did. And I think that's the, the biggest thing that I really want to communicate is when you're working on your subconscious, there isn't anything that you need to do. It's not about doing. It's about changing your vibrations, changing how you operate, changing who you are. Because if you walk out from, from an experience saying, I am worthy of more, I am worthy of ease, I am worthy of abundance, I am worthy of love, I'm worthy of support, and you feel it within your bodies and like, yes, I am, it wouldn't even be a question. So when I go, when, when our clients come in and, you know, they charge 3000 and walk out charging 10,000 and the next day they have a client paid in full, I'm, it's like, I'm not a surprise. And how did they get the science, the clients to really sign for that price suddenly? There is, so I can't even, there isn't like an explanation. So let's say that you have, you know, client people coming in and you have a full calendar, right? And people say, no, 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 no. Or they say, no, let me think about it. I want to speak to my husband. It's too expensive. What is your normal reaction? You'd say, I need to lower my price. I probably need to lower my price. They're probably not buying, right? That's a normal reaction. My, I say, no, we need to raise your prices. Chances are they're either so low that you keep attracting people who are just reflecting back to you all of your negative beliefs about yourself. So we need to raise your prices. But before we raise your prices and just send you out there, nothing has changed. Let's see what's dictating What's the, what's the negative stuff in the first place? What's the negative belief in the first place? And again, the same exercise that I told you or different toolbox, whatever, different tools, but going back to them, finding out what that is, flipping that, right? Unwiring that belief, giving them a positive one. And then they go out and the next day, they still have the same scheduled calls that they had prior to speaking with me, right? So they still have the same scheduled calls, but how are they thinking about themselves? How are they feeling about themselves? What they're believing about themselves? Is really different. So besides me asking, and I literally had texts, right? Texts, emails from clients who go, you won't believe it. I just signed, you know, a 10,000. So yesterday we're, 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 we had a session. I was charging three and a half thousand, couldn't sign to anybody. I got so sick and tired of it. I just want, you know, I just want time for myself. I just want time for my children. I want, you know, do my hobby as well that I really love. I just want to charge 10,000. Okay. Let's find out what happened within your family. You know, what happened with my family is that we struggled a lot. And I, felt like I was, you know, like I felt like I was carrying my mother's burden because my mom never walked away from bad marriage. My mom always stuck through. Then my father left us. So it's like, I'm carrying around this unworthiness from my family. We relieved that. We let this go. The next day, the client showed up that was scheduled. I just told him it's 10,000. So I literally asked one of my clients, I was like, okay, any objections? She's like, yes. He said, let me think about it. And I was like, okay, what did you say? I just said, well, I'm sorry, but what was there to think about? He's like, you're right. Here's $10,000. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how it works, right? It's like, wh- what changed in, the, in this equation? Nothing besides her being like, it's 10,000 past the salt, you know, yeah. kind of like, it's just what it is. And I'm sorry, you just told me throughout this conversation, how important this is for you. What is that to think about? So all she did, she stood up because she changed, right? So she suddenly claimed her worth. So she changed. She, that story no longer operates in her background. And she stood up for that client and said, 
it is for you. You just said how important this is for you, isn't it? Not like with words, but energetically, she's kind of called on his own BS by saying, what is there to think about? And he said, you're right. Where do I sign the check? And that's what I love about this work because it doesn't only serve my clients as in like now they don't have to have a gazillion of clients. They can just have a couple and be fine, make multiple six figure business doing the thing that they love. But it's also about them claiming their worth and then standing up for other women and other men as well who come in and they also need someone to reflect, right? Think about if we're just mirrors for each other, we're just mirroring each other's stuff all the time. If you're limiting, if you have negative stuff, then what, will, what can you possibly mirror for them anyways, right? Mm. So it's like a, a chain of reaction, yeah. a beautiful chain of reaction of them stepping up and then mirroring saying, yes, you can, yeah, right. or yes, you are worthy. So yes, you are worthy of support and investing in yourself and changing whatever the patterns you have for yourself. So it's, it becomes really, really, really beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really passionate about pricing. <laughs> awesome. Do you still have a last key takeaway, a personal insight that helped you grow and you would like to share? I think, you know, as I grow and develop, thing, new things come in. And I think it's okay because again, we've shared the layers of old stuff and there's new things always come, come in and come in and come in. I think what's, I can tell you what's really present for me at the moment and has been present for me in the couple, not even in the last couple of months, but in, in quite a journey in the past six months, I would say, is the you know, the recognition of still how, going back to that question, how am I creating it? 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 And then I would say, don't give up. This is really, for me, a really big theme of, I want to create my business, my very highly successful six, seven figure business with ease and with grace. I want to create it with ease and with grace, you know, working four hour a day, maybe three, four days a week. I know that this is like, we're, Like, right, this is the final journey. It's like here, you're here right now. This is the final journey over here. Don't give up on the final journey, right? But know that it'll take you, you know, it'll take some lessons to take in and some more beliefs to shed. So it's not about what do I do to create that? It's more about what stories do I still have that are not allowing me to have even a 1% more of ease and joy? What other limiting beliefs do I still have that are not allowing me to receive more abundance, right? So it's like not giving up on that final vision of yours, right? Final vision of, you know, do you want to be with your family? Do you want to develop a great relationship? Do you want to have a, an amazing business, which is very successful and being abundant? You know, like I think about doing my own farm at some point, you know, like going back to basics, but still receiving a lot of abundance. So to give up on the final vision and know that it's not so much about the doing, it's going back until, okay, how can I? release that pattern and recognize that at this moment, as I am right now, I'm perfect. I'm whole. I'm complete. There's nothing wrong with me. And then catching up on all of these things that are not allowing you to see that you are absolutely perfect, whole and complete and abundant. That makes things a lot easier. I think that's my final. So what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Okay, so the best way for people to get in touch with me is probably to find me either on uh, LinkedIn or Instagram. <laughs> And it's uh, Lilia Navarrete or at Navarrete Lilia Coach. It's double R, one T, folks. And also, I prepared a gift for your listeners. So I know that we only have a short period of time uh, on a podcast like this. And um, it takes a bit longer to really go through the tools and techniques of the beliefs. So 
uh, we are going to give you listeners a seven-day free course, a seven-day course on finding and removing your blind spots to double your revenue, right? So if you're an entrepreneur, that's going to be amazing. It's going to take you through seven days of tools and processes and also live coaching so that you can actually see uh, how these things work and how they work with people and have your own tools to practice rewiring your beliefs and ditching the negative beliefs and installing the positive beliefs. So uh, I think we're going to have the link somewhere in the description, won't we? Thank you so much for sharing that. And for everyone who's watching or listening, we would love to hear your actionable takeaway from today and how you want to implement it really. So uh, please let us know in the comments below the video. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't want to miss out on future episodes, please subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform and be sure to leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. And check out the show notes for a deeper dive on what you heard today.